Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix. A very good morning to you if you've just joined us. It's Jill Barkley here with you. And I'm joined in the studio by Craig Cullen. Now, Craig is an optometrist and a a research officer for RNIB. How are you doing, Craig? Good morning, Jill. Thank you very much for the warm welcome. Oh, it's great to see you. It really is. We haven't seen you in quite a while, actually. We've had Christmas and New Year and everything in the way. So uh, uh, have you had a nice Christmas? I've had a lovely Christmas, spent time with my son, which I adore, yeah. Fantastic. Well, listen, it's great to have you here. It really is. And we are talking about something today, which um, I've been told about all my life, actually, because I'm diabetic, yes. to watch out for in, in later life. But glaucoma. Now, what is glaucoma? Uh, glaucoma is um, a disease process of the eye whereby the, the person begins to lose what is known as their visual field. And the, the basic way to describe the visual field is what a person is aware of in front of them. And you can maybe break it down into kind of two distinct areas. You've got your kind of central visual field. That's what's directly in front of you and helps you to recognize people's faces, helps you to read print in a book. And then the second kind of part of your visual field is your peripheral visual field. So, for example, if you're watching a television in the living room, if someone walks into the room while you're watching the TV, then your peripheral vision, that tells you that someone has walked into the room. So it's the visual field that gets affected in glaucoma. And there's usually an association with increased pressure of the eyeball, but not always. So that's why glaucoma is a tricky beast uh, to kind of diagnose and, and get right. Am I right in saying that that for a lot of cases of, of glaucoma, there's no symptoms? You often find with glaucoma, so the main kind of glaucoma that people tend to get is the primary open angle glaucoma. And that's the type of glaucoma that you're quite correct. The symptoms are very late to find. Uh, the visual field loss can be as much as 50% before the person begins to notice that they're missing parts of their visual field. So that's why it's very important. I know I keep banging on about it, but it's very important for people to attend for routine primary eye exams with their own optometrist. The other type of glaucoma, or one of the other types of glaucoma that you can get, and thankfully are rarer, an acute attack is when someone has this excruciating pain in their eye and it can cause nauseousness, vomiting, you know. Um, That does come with immediate symptoms, although not always, but typically does. But you're quite correct. The primary open-angle glaucoma, the vast majority, that's the one where people can lose a lot of their sight. Yes, and it is quite frightening because I had the the latter that you were talking about uh, about a year ago uh, and it was absolutely excruciating. But I was very, very surprised to find out it was glaucoma because I actually thought that that there was no pain um, associated with glaucoma. But I think the frightening thing is people can live with glaucoma for quite a while and it it starts to take their peripheral vision first, doesn't it? Which, Which is why people don't get it checked soon enough. Well, what happens with the glaucoma is you're correct in a sense that the central vision typically isn't affected. And so people go about their business because they can recognize people's faces and they can read print. But you get these types of visual field loss, which we recognize as something called an arcuate scotoma. So basically, if you were to plot the visual field, you would have this kind of 
arc pattern that goes slightly above and slightly below what you can see centrally. And that begins to go missing first. And if you get that caught early enough at an opticians, then we can uh, do something about it to try and slow down the process. But you're quite correct, it's off away from the centre and people don't tend to notice it as much. And then what slowly happens if it's not managed properly, that arc pattern starts to increase upwards and downwards and then eventually at the end stage of glaucoma people are left with what's called tunnel vision and it's very very narrow uh, kind of uh, hole of light that they can see. Will that ever completely go if it's untreated? Yes, yes, yes it does. Now, uh, glaucoma is, is one of the th those things that we do hear a lot about, um, particularly working here at the radio station, and having been told I had it myself, uh, but not, not a kind of long-term thing. Yeah. So th when we were talking about the, the pain-associated glaucoma, yes. can that be something that can just come and go? Yes, you can get kind of warning symptoms uh, and people can have like a sharp increase uh, or spike in the pressure and they're, they're aware of something and it isn't a full-blown attack and that's definitely a symptom people shouldn't ignore. It's something they should act upon. Um, the kind of the wisdom that I was brought up with in my training is that if someone is prone to a closed angle attack then the chances are you know it's going to happen and it's better that it happens under controlled conditions for example if you go to an opticians and they put dilating drops in your eyes to look at the back of your eyes it's better that it happen there rather than for example you're on holiday in a foreign country you're not really close to your support network um, you're not familiar with their healthcare system um, so yes a closed angle attack could happen at any point. And could glaucoma happen to anybody or is there certain groups that are, are more you know? Yes there, there are certain groups for example you've mentioned yourself so being a diabetic uh, there's an increased chance of that. Uh, age is uh, a number one factor you tend to find that patients over the age of 40 or not just patients but the population um, the ratio I think is about two uh, percent and then in patients aged over uh, 80, it increases dramatically up to 10% of patients are at uh, risk of having the glaucoma. Uh, Afro-Caribbean descent, Chinese descent, people that have uh, short-sightedness are prone to the primary open angle glaucoma. People that are long-sighted are more prone to the short, uh, sorry, the acute angle attack glaucoma. Um, so yes, there's different types of population, if you will, that are increased risk. And of course, a family history is also quite important as well. So it's important that if you can identify, and that's another good point, if you do have a family history of glaucoma, then certainly this doesn't apply in Scotland because the eye exam is universal. But in the other parts of the UK, if you're over 40 and have a family history of glaucoma, then please mention this to your optometrist because you'll then get an eye exam on the NHS. Now, glaucoma can be treated though, can't it? I mean, you can live with glaucoma. Yes, you, of course you can live with glaucoma and the, the aim of the glaucoma therapy is to uh, halt the progression of the glaucoma, slow its progression down as much as possible. And the first line of therapy, for example, for primary open angle glaucoma is to use eye drops.
Yes, which, you know, it can be, you know, quite difficult when you yes. can't see. But, there, you know, there are ways in which you can, you know, learn how to put your eye drops in. And I know I do it all the time mm-hmm. um, very successfully. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, that, an, important, that you, yeah. it's an important point for people who are elderly, for example. Mm. And like we just touched upon there, the increased risk of glaucoma in the elderly. But age doesn't come its own, as my, my auntie used to say to me. And so there's other comorbidities and other health problems. And people tend, as they get older, to have arthritis. And that makes it difficult to squeeze the drops into the eyes. There's special uh, equipment that you can buy. I think it's available on the RNIB website. Uh, if you go to the shop section, and it's uh, a device that you put the eyedropper into and then it helps people with poor dexterity to then squeeze the bottle to allow the drop to go into the eye easier. Yes, it's one of those things that that quite a lot of people have said to me before, which I actually thought was was you know very strange because you just assume that anybody could put an eye drop in their eye, but there are some people that are absolutely terrified of doing it or just physically can't do it. So, um, that's really really good to know. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to find out more information about glaucoma, or you know, what's the best thing to do? Because I suppose you know, you, you like you said, it, it's one of those things that that isn't always a pain thing it isn't always symptomatic so you have to go for your eye test don't you yes that is paramount and optometrists um, have a very good understanding and training in these matters in glaucoma so your regular optician in the high street please visit them at least every two years and if as we mentioned earlier if you're one of these categories of people that's at increased risk please especially go and resources plenty online We here at RNIB have lots of information online and if online is not accessible to you, there's the RNIB helpline. Uh, Just call the number. The people are very friendly there. And of course, there's other organisations that are available on the internet as well. Absolutely. Well, there's loads of information about glaucoma on RNIB's website. So that is a really good uh, first port of call. If you want to take a look at that, uh, log on to their website. It's fully accessible, rnib.org.uk. And as Craig said, the helpline, uh, they're always there to direct you in the right direction. And uh, the people are very friendly as well. Just call 0303 123 Craig Cullohan, optometrist and uh, researcher for RNIB. Thank you so much You're welcome, for joining Jill. us here on RNIB Connect. Thank you for having we'll me. We'll see you soon. Thank you. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.